What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. We're in Southern California. We are. We're start of the season. This right. is, we're kicking it off. Getting ready to rock and roll in a tiny little hotel. We are sitting here. So, how was your? Let's talk about your 2018 season first, because you had a pretty fun 2018 season. I feel like. Yeah, it was pretty eventful and big. And this year, it's just getting bigger. Uh huh. Last year, it started the same. Actually exact hotel room we are standing really today yeah and same exact hunt that we're doing this year and you were engaged last year you weren't married yet wasn't married engaged this year got married in april yeah yeah yeah. we'll get into that so same hunt as last year elk archery and it was unbelievable i got hooked it was my first year with kika Uh uh-huh first hunt with them Uh uh-huh and but you've been guiding for years. I have. Yeah. I've. So before we get in, so yeah, let's back up before we even talk about 2018 and you know the the archery elk hunt last year. You've been guiding out in Catalina on Catalina. Yeah. For a while. Uh, six years. Six It'll years. Be... That's a long time. Yeah. And then, so were you into hunting prior to that? I was. I started my guiding career getting into it uh-huh. in Alaska. Oh, I went really? up there for four years as a packer. Just cold turkey, wanted to get into it, and just jumped right on in. And Were you a deer hunter, like, growing up? Were you a deer hunter? Were you born into deer hunting? or I wasn't born, I wasn't born into it. Yeah. I got into it through my stepdad, Mike Harrison. Uh-huh. And he taught me from there at... About 14 years, 13 years old. And, and was he only like, you have to shoot a longbow? Yeah, traditional <laughs> all the way. All the way. It was, it was either that or die. It, yeah. was, it was that or you're, you know, you're not bow hunting anymore. Yeah. He was just, Get the training wheels out of there. What are you doing, kid? Yeah, and I remember going, just going to his work. when, And then on his lunch break, we'd go to the range and... Orange County and outside range and just shoot and then he'd go back to work and I'd hang out at his office and him just teaching me. He taught me everything about showing you the ropes, showing me the ropes from traditional bow hunting and just going along with him. Even before I got my hunting license, I was always going with him. I was, you know, Southern California deer hunting and yeah, wherever zone, whatever place you could. So what, because a lot of people are always saying, you need to have more Southern California hunters on, you need to, on on the podcast, and a lot of people are always, you know, running that flag at me. What was it like being exposed to Southern California hunting and the difficulties that are in Southern California as a hunter? I think, for me, hunting Southern California, like, I didn't go into... That's all the hunting I did. That's all you knew. That's all I knew. Yeah. And then probably the last couple of years moving into the back country, east, you know, Sierra high country. And I was like, this is like unbelievable. And Southern California deer hunting is rough. It is nasty in a lot of parts. It's hard, not just pretty rugged, not a lot of good access entering like you're not a lot of good public land access yes yeah and the animal density i'd have to imagine is yeah very limited limited and it's pretty much like you see a legal buck you're shooting it that's how it was and when i was doing it that was like oh mike was it's legal i'm going for it and then me i'm just like oh yeah yeah, i'm just like no it's for carring slay and he's gung-ho and and then I got into that and did that. And I was like, you know what? I want to 
make this career. I want to do so this. So were you, well, were you doing archery in Southern California? Or were you doing rifle hunting in Southern California? I have never, I've only killed a few deer with my bow. I've mm-hmm. only shot one deer with a rifle. Yeah. And having. But you generally, were you going out hunting. on archery hunts? Oh, that's yeah. all I've done. Mike, yeah. Mike has never. Not much taken, of a rifle guy. No, no, no <laughs> way. He, he's only harvested one. Um, deer, and he said, I'm done. That's not me. Yeah. It's not, you know, that's just not how he felt. He thought it was too easy. I want to challenge. And that's why he's still, to this day, shooting traditional bow. Yeah. So what was that like for you, having the tradition being passed down to you and oh. and learning it? Was it you were in 100%? 100%. In love with the sport? Oh, yeah. From every day, I can't look forward to the this time of year, yeah. out of everything that goes on, I'm like, oh, it's coming. Once it's August one, hits, it's, it's game on It's time. game yeah. on, and it's, yeah, it's un- it's awesome just tra- training for it and get this coming this time of year. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I can't wait. Right. <laughs> and we're here. Yeah, and we're in it. In, in it. Like, in literally this in the fucking middle of it right now. <laughs> like, two days in the books for, yep. for, all, for already. Already, already. So you kind of got shown the ropes. You kind of got shown. You knew that you fell in love with it. You're passionate about it. Yep. And you kind of started to want to make it a career. And that was when you decided you were going to go to Alaska? Yeah, I got hooked up. Um, I actually taught Jason. Mm -hmm. I talked to him and said, hey, Jason, I want to try to make this a career in the guide business and become a hunting guide. And he's like, okay, let me... Talk to some people, and then he got me hooked up with uh, Lance Kromberger in Alaska. And what year was that? That had to have been right out of high school, so probably 2011, 2012. Right in the birth of Kuyu and when it all kind of yeah. started. And I got into that. I went up there for a few. I did four sheep seasons, dull sheep seasons, packing oh, wow. up there for him. Yeah. And I got into that in unbelievable country and you said that was with lance lance Kromberger. Yeah. and how was that unbelievable uh-huh so what was it like being taught you know under lance how to pack and had you ever done it had you had any experience with that before not sheep hunting. that was the first time doing sheep mm-hmm. for me and it was awesome i got hooked right away like it was just sold sold i was in <laughs> i was all in and it was unbelievable like doll sheep is something that you need to witness mm-hmm. like i don't know if you've gone yet. after them yet or not yet and it's on my list the country they live in 22 inc- incredible yeah and learning from those guides they taught me a lot that i didn't know before and now i know and I'm glad I did that. Uh-huh. I went up there and learned a lot. How do you feel like that shaped you as a as a hunter and a young guy who was trying to get into the sport to make it your profession? Um, it shaped me a lot from mm-hmm. how I, who I am now mm-hmm. and what I know, and give me a lot of confidence. Because back then, when I did that, you know, I was younger. I was right out of high school and the grunt, should I say, yeah. the low and the totem pole, and learning that and now bringing that knowledge to here and being a better hunter and guide and knowledge in the mountains mm-hmm. has really shaped me a vast too. amount of experience under your belt. Oh yeah. Of a lot of experience in sheep hunting and miles on the ground and just go. So were you living up there full time or you'd go up there I'd during go she- up there. during sheep season and I'd then come, you'd come I'd back come home and I did that for four years mm-hmm. and then I got hooked up I did before I got hooked up I helped uh Jason with um it was uh SCI show mm-hmm. yeah SCI show I helped with the booth one year and I got hooked up with uh, Ben Myrie of Wildlife West mm-hmm. and he and Wildlife West is based out of Catalina Island okay so when we before we write before we dive into Catalina Island, why don't you introduce yourself 
and kind of tell us who you are, and then we'll dive straight into Catalina. My name is uh, Andrew Brilski. I live in Southern California. Um, hunting guide, mostly year year round. Born and raised Southern California. Um, not much to talk yeah. about me. That's who I am, and yeah, learned all my just an introduction of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Then learned all my stuff from Mike Harrison. That's who yeah. taught me everything. So, so you're at SCI. You meet Ben. Yeah, Ben Myrie, and he just came up to the booth one day and was talking gear and heard I live in Southern California and he's like, Oh, I want to bring on a young buck onto the crew. And <laughs> so I was like, all right, never been there before. Didn't know there was any, obviously any hunting, hunting like deer. I knew there was, they had pigs and goats back in the day. So it's like, yeah, I'll come out and so you'd been over on the like the cruise boat to go chill out. Yeah. Hang out family and, and party on the beach. And yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. And go out there and he had me for two weeks three weeks out there kind of introduction get used to everything and then he's just like oh we want you to come back next year I was like perfect so then I just got into the routine and I've been there for six years Mm -hmm. I'm there three months out of the year live there on the island and it's awesome (laughs) what is what's the uh animal density what's the deer population like on catalina like is there a lot of bucks or is it limited or um there's a lot of bucks it's over the years it's been kind of st- it's been stable the reason why we're there managing you know, managing the herd well and that's an important fact too is what would it be like if you guys weren't there doing as many hunts as you guys do a year oh they and would... what would the population look like i my guess is the deer would starve to death mm-hmm there's no predators. They run to out keep, of food. They run out of food. There's from, no predators on from the overpopulation. Island. Yeah, and we're there. The conservancy hires uh, our outfit mm-hmm. to go on there and keep the numbers down. And it's safe to say that the conservancy recognizes the benefit, yeah, of having that population control and wildlife management and issuing tags and having the right balance. Oh yeah, you know, because it would just be bad if there's be devastating for the would. island. For the island and for the deer. And for be, the deer, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's some there beginning of September all the way till Thanksgiving. And we usually run about 100 guys in a season and out there. Now, out of 100 guys, what would you say your success rate usually is? We took... Ooh... Probably a hundred. We took a hundred and thirty-five deer last year. No way. So some guys had two tags. Or? Yeah, you can. So your hunt is for a buck, uh-huh. but you can buy an extra tag and shoot a doe. Oh wow! So you can get you can shoot two deer. You can shoot either a buck, or you can do a buck and doe, uh-huh. or you can do two does. Now are those PLM tags, or is that? Do those count against your two tags that you get for California for the they, state? They PLM tags. Yeah. So how it works is you go yeah. to your big five Walmart or online. You get your two tags, your AO, your D6, D5, whichever tags whatever you have. Whatever tags you're getting. And you come over to the island, and then we exchange your tag for a PLM tag. And we'll keep the ta- the your D6 tag or D whatever... And we'll hold on. Just do an exchange. Yeah. And now you have a PLM tag that says you can hunt Catalina with this, with us on the island. And then, so if you opt for the second deer as well, you exchange your second yep. deer tag. And you'll get... A doe tag, basically. Doe tag, yeah. An antlerless tag, so... How cool is that? It's, I didn't even know that. It's it's crazy. I f- what is the cost on something like that, like, for a week, for a five-day hunt? Um, for a five day hunt, we usually just do two and three days. Oh, okay. So two and three days, it's real quick and there's yeah. a lot of people like it because it's not like going to Colorado where you have to like go travel forever. People, I've had hunters that come in that morning, will hunt that evening, they get their, their buck or whatever and they're out the next morning and they're just gone. They'll, they'll pay for the whole days, yeah. but they'll come in 
and go. They just want quick and easy. Just quick either. turnaround. Yep, get on a boat and then go take their meat home. How cool is that? And after, like, because that usually takes up a lot of my time, mm-hmm. my hunting, there's a lot of deer, bucks. Yeah. And it, I think it's one of the better zone that's placed. So you guys had over 100% success last year. Yeah. We've taken, <laughs> we've, myself, I've Onyx maps. Yeah. So every, I could show you and every, I pinpointed everywhere. Every so the island I, just looks like a whole pin drop. For me, I did yeah. like 52 deer last year. And I, I tagged them. I so you were involved in 52 hunts yeah. last year that were successful. Well, 52, I did, we did 20 because I had, because we usually run two guys at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's two on one. Yeah. So I have two hunters and sometimes we got to get four deer down in two days. Wow. Yeah. That's so a task. It, but out there, maybe not as much. It is. It's too. It depends. If it's you a go. task inside of itself. It is. It's too. It's you know, especially if you got the guy. A lot of guys will just come with their buck, get their deep buck. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna just hold on to this tag and then see how it goes." And if I want, I'll go back in town the next day mm-hmm. and I'll exchange it for a doe tag if I feel like it. So yeah. It's okay. So, it's pretty crazy country. A lot of people don't know how rugged Catalina is. Catalina's rough, man. It is. Yeah. It is rough. It's not a walk in the park. I've had a lot of hunters be like, oh, how hard is it actually to kill a deer on an island? It's pretty challenging if you don't. They're like, oh, they get into the harbor to Avalon and <laughs> they get out. We get out in the middle of the island like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I didn't know it looked like this. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just hearing all the stories from Mike and thinking he was... Sending 90-yard bombs on goats and sheep back in the back day. Back in the day, and then now I'm out here. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Just right back in. But, yeah, it's a crazy place if no one's ever been there. It's unbelievable. So what? what is... And we, we missed it just because we went off on a tangent. But what was the cost for just a standard yeah. hunt? Um, for a two day hunt, it's around 2,800. Mm-hmm. That's, you can add your, I think it's $70 for the extra tag. For the dough. On top, on, for the dough. Yeah. And you stay at a house in Avalon, cooked meals, everything. Go oh, out. wow. Yeah. So for under three grand, you're, I mean, I don't want to say you're getting a guaranteed. Not guaranteed. Two deer, but, but pretty getting, damn close to guaranteed. Yeah, it's pretty, it's... High success rate. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, it's, and then our three-day hunts, we usually do run our three-day hunts during the rut, uh-huh. which is, you know, beginning in all, of October all the way to the end of October, and those run about like 3,200, uh-huh. and they get three full, they get a half day, two full days, and then half day. Oh, cool. So, yeah, and it's nice, because... A lot of those hunts, we just go over a lot of bucks, and guys just want to shoot bucks, and gives us a lot more time to look over a lot of deer. Yeah. So, what has that been like for you, getting to go from being a sheep packer, right? Yeah. Which is Alaska, amazing frontier country beyond epic proportions of beautiful nature and vastness right yeah rolling into southern california (laughs) remote sort of quasi desert islandish yeah you know like that's those are two completely different extremes like insanely different yeah it was just like it seemed from doing that two different adventures obviously way two different adventures and just doing that and then you're expecting like a lot more of what like because you've been backpacking you know hiking all this and then you come into doing Catalina Island and it's not like that at all Mm -hmm. like it's you know go out we scout mountains aren't as big yeah not as far of going places there's you know more animals obviously and but it's a lot it's fun 
just a totally different hunt. Yeah. And guys love it. They enjoy it because it's relaxing too for a lot of guys. Well, and it's it's pretty affordable. Oh, I feel yeah. like for enough for a lot of guys in California, and I'm I would assume for a lot of guys in Southern California, I feel like that's a it's not a bad price for what sounds like a fairly reliable hunt if you don't have the time to get out of the state. I agree. You know, and also if you don't have the time necessarily to go drive to the Sierras and scout and put in all the legwork and doing all the extra efforts. And everything like that, you know, because that's something that I always try to convey to people, which is like, for me, in my experience, most of the stuff that I get out of California hunting is based off of the fact that I spend most of my life in the high country where I can hunt the deer. Yeah. I have a really good understanding of it. My time in the field is, you know, hundreds of days past 99% of anybody else that's really going out, weekend warriors, whatever it yeah. may be. And it sounds like that's kind of a solution for a weekend warrior type mm-hmm. hunt where you could be successful with both your tags if you wanted to for, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, a fairly reasonable price instead of having to pay for all the gas. and Oh, yeah. Then all the gas to get there and lodge and yeah. just everything coming back. And yeah, so it's it's a really it's an affordable hunt. That's and cool. We we do a really good job yeah. out there. It's hard to get to hunt there yeah. right now. It's we have a ninety five percent return rate of guys who just keep want coming it, back, keep coming back because they love it. This has got to be a fun time, and and it's cool because you build a relationship with guys. Yeah, and so it's good to have new guys in there too. Yeah, and you get to hunt with the same guys every year that keep coming back, and, and you're on fucking Catalina Island, dude. <laughs> Catalina Island. The bar is a block away at yeah. night yeah. <laughs> from the house. Yeah. And I've had a lot of fun. I mean, I've had some terrible experiences out there because of the people I was with, but yeah. I love Catalina. It's cool. Beautiful it, place. I know we get kind of bored <laughs> sometimes because it's you're we're there used for to three it. months. Yeah, you're used to it. And a lot of people are there for two or three days vacation. Woo party. Yeah, and, and then, then they're, they're off. And they're off. We're there for three months and we're like we got a day off. We're like sleeping, catching up on sleep because we we've run last year. Kelly, I had five days off in three months, mm-hmm. just not doing anything. Yeah, just laying around, sleeping, and it's go. Like it's just hunters come in the afternoon. They're there for a full day. Halfway they're out. We gotta do that once they leave. It's either we get lunch. I'm doing laundry. I'm getting stuff ready. New hunters come in the next day, in the next morning. Yeah. And we'll we try to do it for 10, 12 days in a row or less and have a day off and then start over again. Oh, wow. So we're just... Constant. Yeah. Turnover. Like a factory. Yeah. Spitting, <laughs> out, <laughs> spitting out venison and hunters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's cool. A lot of guys love it. We do... Really good job. The food that Ben's wife cooks is unbelievable. She does an awesome job. So you have like an in-house chef, basically. It's yeah, like, she's... It's not like, you know, mountain house and dried dried food. And no, it is tri-tip, ribs. <laughs> yeah. it Every night. It's delicious. Yeah, for you, but for me, for 25 hunts in a row and... <laughs> Of try to the same scheduled uh, <laughs> meals every hunt. <laughs> Get kind of tired of it. Yeah, but for sure. Your plate gets real big. Yeah. At the beginning. And, and by the end, it's small. smaller. <laughs> smaller. You got a bread. <laughs> yeah. Bread and some butter and a little bit of water. Oh, good. yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> so let's dive into 2018. Starting out in this hotel room. Right here. Last year with Kika. Yeah, it was, I got hooked up with Jake through my, through my stepbrother, Jason. They mm-hmm. were talking and Jason's like, hey, Jake, you need to get hooked up with my stepbrother, mm-hmm. Andrew. I think you guys would hit it off. So I ta- started talking to Jake and he's like, hey, let's go, let's go scouting. Let's go come scouting with me. I'm like, 
All right, let's go. Let's go scout for elk. So went up there and or came up here. Went scouting, saw some bulls, some good bulls, and next thing you know, we're hunting them. We got a tag, Owens Valley archery tag. So come up here, the whole gang's here, and uh, we sat. I sat on that bull for four days before opener to make sure he did not leave. Really? And he wasn't leaving. He had cows, like 50 cows around him. He was the herd bull. He wasn't leaving. He was chilled out. He was chilled. So it was just like, found him, boom, watched him all day. And we we all watched him. And then it all came down to opening morning. And just like clockwork, like it was an elk on a string. Like he just, we all got in our positions and, you know, just looking for him. And then boom, found him out in the flats and just hearing that just me and Josh were together in that opening morning and we got there prime spot I've been sitting the whole week watching him same seat same rock same rock <laughs> same how tedious is that to sit on one animal for 4 days it is it's did a lot he move, of patience did not yeah, the hard thing I think was when he kind of got into the when he was laying down, and that sage out there is yeah. like the grass, the sage, the tulies is tall, yeah. and you just had to keep looking back to make sure you know. Well, he's with fifty cows; he's not gonna you're gonna see something move or them all move. Yeah. So he wasn't. I knew right away he wasn't leaving them, and sitting on takes a lot of patience, and it was just like. Okay, Andrew, you watch him. We'll bring you lunch, and then, oh, Josh will switch with you, and you can go to a different angle or something. And we kind of made sure someone had eyes on him all the time. All the time. All the time. And I would say, oh, I can't see him. Can you see him? Yeah, okay, they got eyes on him, so I haven't lost him. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to be the guy that loses an elk. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was... Especially not when the client's on the line, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But once opening morning, it was awesome it was just that sun was coming up and we're sitting there and all of a sudden the bugle started going through the valley you can just hear them it was just slowly angry. just lights up lights up and elk are 800 bugling. yards 400 yards yeah, just 100 yards like yeah just in, you can hear the cows just going mm -hmm. off just yeah. Yeah. and you're oh my god he's here somewhere and then you just hear a bugle and you know you're all that's him that's gotta be that's him for sure yeah so then we all got eyes on him and from there it was just the waiting game it was just seeing he was they were still up they were still moving and they moved more north than mm -hmm. they than they usually they usually did they kind of moved north so we're like okay and we waited till about 12 o'clock, I would say. 12 o'clock, Jake and the hunter move were on the move. They were closing the distance, and they kind of got in. We're back. They're, they're stalking. This is flat ground, no cover, like hands and knees. You're playing cat and mouse with them. They move, you move, like, and... Us guy, the other guides, we're watching from half mile, mile away. Yeah, through spotting scopes, it's all go down. Yeah, and hoping that everything happens, happens. flawlessly. Just like watching yeah. this, like, and then they go and they move and they're going to water, then come back out. And Jake and the hunter made perfect stock, like where they needed to be in the right time, and they came across. They went, got water. They moved into the position. They came back out onto the flats, bedded down in some like sage or grass, tall grass. And from there, they were like, I think Jake was 200 yards away from him. And then the hunter was going in like by himself. And all of a sudden you just see the ears sticking up. And then you see this, huge rack in the grass yeah 
and Hunter got in and we're watching. Heartbeats pounding out <laughs> of your chest. We're just watching all all we can see. We're looking through and all of a sudden we see a bow cam go up. Like in the grass, straight up. Like, and all no of a sudden you see, way. like we're watching the, and Mark's filming this whole thing. Yeah. He's filming, he's getting this film. He's like, oh my gosh. And it was like. It's in the frame. It's in the frame. He's like, you can see in the video, like, bull elk, cows. And at first when the bull stood up. The bull was looking at him, like, right at him. At the hunter. At the hunter, but he was just like not even, didn't even know he was there. And one cow just got his attention and crossed right in front of that bull. Bull turned, whacked him, and we didn't know, we didn't see, we just saw bow cam go up. And then the draw. Air, the dr- arrow, the whole herd spooked. It was we. He shot like we were like, I think he shot. He did, and we saw the herd go off, and all of a sudden we hear the, see the hunter's hands just go straight up in the air, and we're like, his hands are up, his hands are up. We're good. We're good. He hit him, <laughs> hit him. And we're like, we're trying to like calm ourselves at the same time because we think he hit him. We're trying yeah. not to get too... One way or the other. Yeah, yeah, so we're just trying to be like, okay, his hands are up. We think he hit him, not go too nuts right now. And all of a sudden you see the herd just go off, and then you start seeing the bull like stumble and then just fall over in the open, and we just all the emotion, the whole intensity, intensity of the entire hunt goes, blows oh, off. Oh yeah, it just unreal. Yeah, just goes off, and man, what a bull! Yeah, that bull was big. Jeez. Last year's bull was a stud, super stud, super stud. Did it? Did was there ever tape put on that bull? There was. I, don't I think there was how a. Big it was. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I know. It was a big bull. He was big. He Yeah. He had a couple broken tips off of his... From fighting. From fighting that he didn't have two days before on oh, photos that's that we rough. had. Yeah. And that's just Thule. That's just elk, man. It that's is. just elk in general. They break. Yeah. And <laughs> they fight hard. There's like no, they like the bull we're on now, we're praying that he doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that other one just ripped his velvet off last night. He was he in full did. velvet yesterday, and he ripped all of his velvet off. Overnight. Now he's all red. Not all, not all, not of, all it, of it, but like still got the bases on. I want to get photos of that guy. Dude, like, he's got the velvet. Yeah, it looks so good. But he's, he's like so got red on top. <laughs> yeah, and just velvet hanging down. Oh man, looks unreal. like drop tines. It is unreal. It's, in one night, just yeah, half taken half off. Half gone. Yeah. Yeah. And just bloodshot. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Unbelievable. Reflection of the sun with the red is just... Incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Um, so you rolled out of the Thule Elk Hunt. What else did, did you get into last I rolled year? out of that. And what did... I did... Backpack archery hunt before I left. For, for myself, for yeah. once. I was just like, hey, I want to... Southern go. California? No, this is Sears. Oh, okay. Sears, yeah. yeah. And with a buddy of mine. And just, he was like, hey, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I got nothing better to do. Let's let's do this. Let's go for a hunt for myself. Let's go. I've I'm been guiding something. all these other people out. You know? <laughs> I'm doing something. I'm going to guide myself now. And then I was like, my buddy's never shot a deer with this bow. Yeah. So he wanted me to go help him. And I was hunting the two at the same time. And... So we just went up there and helped him get his first buck in the mm-hmm. high country. So it was pretty awesome for him. Showed him some stuff. So. For archery, do you use like an archery pro shop? Do you have a shop that you go to in Southern California that's like your archery shop? Or Yeah, I've been going to um, Performance Archery uh-huh. down in San Diego. Yeah. Bob Fromm. Pretty well known. Yes. He's a, he's a really big Hoyt guy, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He's a real big Hoyt guy. Yeah. And... I got hooked up with him and just Jason used to work for him mm-hmm. back in the day and they're Mike and him are good friends. And so I go down there and chit chat with him. We talk on the phone all the time. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause what I like to point out is the importance of using a pro shop instead mm-hmm. of going to a Cabela's or a Bass Pro. Yeah. And I mean, I do this in every episode, so it probably sounds redundant to, you know, 90% of the listeners. You know, but I use West Coast Archery in Petaluma, California. It's down the street from my house. And it's 
exactly what you're talking about that you have with Bob. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You've developed a relationship. Yeah. They know you. You know them. They know your bow. They know how you want to shoot. They know what you're anticipating and what your expectations are. And it works. And that, I feel like, is the you only get those sort of benefits when you're working with a pro shop in your local area. I you know, and, and the reason why I, I like to ask people about what pro shop they use, because everybody's not from Petaluma. Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't use West Coast Archery. Yeah. And everybody lives in different parts of the state or United oh, yeah. States. So I always want to hammer home that, like, it doesn't have to be a specific pro shop. Find a shop yeah. that's good for you. Find mm-hmm. a shop that suits your needs and is helpful and beneficial, you know, and, you know become friends with the people that work there get yeah. to know them yeah know? like i did i didn't even i talked to bob even like before i started going in there like it was i was just like hey i'm gonna go in your bow shot you want to help me out or whatever and so it's like yeah and we talked to him. he asked me questions about areas you know to put in for and we talk hunting all the time yeah. and i even go in there just to chit chat yeah and not even bring a bow in or even talk, you know, get stuff. I just go into chit chat with yeah. him and see how he's doing. Cause it's fun and... to go sit on the stool, drink some oh, water and, heck yeah, and just talk shop. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. Oh, I to love do. doing it. Yeah. It's awesome. Hans probably gets mad at me because I'm always <laughs> in his bow shop sitting on his stool and he's like trying to deal with customers and I'm just trying to shoot the shit with him. Like, yeah. what's up? Let's talk. And <laughs> Let's he's talk. like, dude, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, go away. for sure. <laughs> you know? Oh man. Right. But, so you guys are out backcountry hunting, yeah. archery it's trip. Archery trip. We're back, backcountry, and it was just, you know, we went over together Google Maps and just looked at maps for the kinda first time. Kind of did some scouting. Some scouting, some research, and found a pretty good area. And at first it was kind of, uh, when we were scouting, like, oh, we don't know. We weren't seeing the deer numbers that were in there. And then before the... Before the season, we went in there, we started seeing bucks and deer were moving in there and the basins and stuff. So then we go in there and now big boys have moved in. Like we're seeing big bucks, like pretty good. We're seeing a couple four by fours and like bucks are showing up. Bucks is this a general up. tag? It is. So it's an over the counter tag. It is. And I really want to point that out because a lot of people feel like there aren't good bucks in the over-the-counter no, zones in California. There are. And exactly what you just said is you guys put in the time, you put in the effort, you went over Google Maps, mm-hmm. you did a lot of e-scouting, and sure enough, eventually you started getting on good bucks when oh, you put in the time of and course. the effort and the energy and did a little bit more than just some weekend warrior Yeah, we show up and road hunt. If I'm not... It's funny because my... My friend, we'd go, either he'd go one weekend, hey, I'm going in there. This one I'm going, this one I'm getting out. All right, well, you're in there. I'm going to look at some maps go while over. he's in there. Yeah. Go over with him, and he shoots me, you know, some text or whatever over Garmin inReach or whatever, and we talk, or he send, shoots me photos, or we talk right when he gets out, and we're like, hey, he'll send me pins of where he went and all this, and then I'll Compare notes. Compare notes, yeah, yeah. Like I'll look how this look, how this area look from the map, and then he'll tell me what it looked like from on the ground. Yeah, which is two different things. Oh yeah, like I'm getting aerial <laughs> vision, and then he's giving me the ground vision. Yeah, like how this look, how this basin, and then I'd go to a totally different area, and then we kind of just then once our homework's done, when make a decision on where you're actually yeah. going to go. Yeah, and it worked out for our first year hunting together, and this we. This was just one year. Mm-hmm. One season putting all this work into. And it comes out. Yeah. Like. Second weekend. In. To archery season in that zone. Yeah. With our AO tags. That's awesome. And. I didn't even. When I'm. When I'm hunting I'm not. I just totally. Understand. Oh I want to hunt for myself. But at that point, he's never shot deer with his bow. And I just trying was to get like, him on a get deer him one, get, exactly. get him one for yourself. And I know it that worked feeling. out. Yeah. And he was happy that it happened. I didn't even need to shoot a buck then. We just, I was like, hey, dude, I'm so stoked. We, I got, it done. we got it done. We did our homework. Yeah. 
deers in the pack. Let's We're coming go. out heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's rad. And yeah, it, it was awesome. He was so stoked. Hell yeah. Getting velvet buck. Just gnarly. Aren't they so beautiful in velvet <sighs> too? Do you keep velvet on them or do you strip the velvet off? I strip the velvet off usually if I kill a velvet buck. Uh, he did. Uh-huh. Um, I usually will and get fake velvet, I guess. I know a lot of sprayed guys on. spray it on yeah. or whatever. But I've that's how I do it. I know a lot of guys treat it. They inject the real stuff That's in there. so complicated. I would F that up. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Real, real bad. Me too. Well, you know what I found actually is like, so if I, if I shoot a buck that's in velvet or the velvet's falling off, yeah. what I found works the best is I'll go up it with mm-hmm. my Havilon style blade, whatever knife I have on me, and I'll go up the antler and I'll, then I'll peel it all the way down like a banana. Right, because when it's still wet, uh-huh. it peels out perfect. Right, That's when so it then dries, when it's... well, then when you're done gutting the animal and you have all that fresh blood, mm-hmm. you mix blood and dirt and you wrap it in your hands and you rub it all over the antlers, right? And what that does is that creates the brown that we see because the brown that we see is just yeah. dried blood, yeah, and dirt from trees and branches and scraping and you know whatever they did to rip the velvet off. Yeah. But, so that's what I'll do. And I'll just keep it hard horn. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to try that next time. Try it. It's I'm, dude. I didn't think sure. that it was going to work. You know, somebody, you know, you got to dye them. You got to do this. You got to do that. And then my buddy was like, no dude, it's pretty simple. They rip it off. The blood shines in the sun uh-huh. and then the blood dries, dries and it gets dirty. Yeah. And, and they rub it on the ground or whatever and the they, branches yeah. and stuff gets on it and it dries. It's, and then that's how they, you know, go from velvet to, you know, brown hardhorn. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's like, I never would have thought of that in a million. I mean, it's so simple mm-hmm. that, you know, who would have thought that bloody mud would right? <laughs> be the right solution. So, so yeah, it was, got done with that. It took us... Four to five days in the backcountry to get it done. And got out of there and it was another year heading to Catalina Island. Yeah. So did that. Got that season all wrapped up. Came home. Then I had two sheep hunts to do with Jake when yeah. I got home. So and now you excited. did a December, a November and a December, or was it a December, a December and a January? G- December and a January. That's right, because you were out there, like, I want to say right around New Year's. I was. Right? Yep. Yeah. So what was that like? Your, were, those weren't your first sheep hunts. No, that was but my was first. your first was desert sheep hunt. No, first desert, desert sheep hunt. Yes. And awesome. It was Epic. a to- It was. Because they were coming in hot off of filling a golden opportunity tag. Mm-hmm. So it was totally incredible. And actually, wait, let's go back. Let's so go I, back. Let's go back. Let's, I skipped something. Yeah. So you just said it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go back. And that clicked something in my head. Ooh, hold on. So. We're going to take a step back. We're going to take a step back. We're going to take a step back. So I get back from Catalina. And we had a J-12 hunt. Mm-hmm. Right when I got back, junior hunter. Late season. Late season, Round Valley. Yeah. And was awesome again. Yeah. We did... It had been the best time. Best year for it. I mean, the snow came in flawlessly. Incredible timing. One, one thing that I'll note here about California late season hunts most of our California late season hunts are 100% based off weather yes and if we don't get weather on these late season hunts you waited 16 or 20 years and blew all your points on on some bullshit yeah on some serious Serious. bullshit Yeah. yeah it was and this hunt was just unbelievable just that late season everything happened correctly weather was there yeah Bucks were there. Yeah. Deer were everywhere. And it was just... And the kid was ecstatic. Unbelievable. Yeah. She was so ecstatic. It was a little girl. How old was she? Uh, I forget how old she was. 16. She was young. Yeah. yeah. She was young. 
and she was static on the buck she got. And we looked over a lot of bucks. And I think what helped was that night we got more snow and all the big bucks were staged higher. And that yeah. snow pushed even more of them down. Big bucks down. So that's what happened. And if I don't know if you guys did see the photos of that buck, but it was an incredible buck. Yeah. And then got done with that J12 hunt. And it was right on to, de- to sheep. Yeah. And... And San Gorgonio, sheep hunting, did that one, got a nice ram out of there, then we went down to the Cades, and got a good ram out of there. Yeah. So what was that like going from, or having experienced an Alaskan doll sheep hunt to a Nelson I California desert sheep hunt? The weather. Mm-hmm. Big factor. Really? Yeah, it's not up there. Weather is, you know, you can get thunderstorms, rain, sunshine all in one day. Yeah. Every day, depending, fog, <laughs> here, hot, Yeah. <laughs> to finding them. It was, I didn't know how much, obviously, you know, white sheep on the grassy hillside. Yeah. And compared to these desert sheep. Yeah. You pay a little more attention to what you're looking at and... To Every, pick them up in the Oh, glass. yeah, for sure. And What were identifiable features that you were looking for, would you say? Um, like, are uh, you looking for the ass, or were you, you know, was there something else? Or Usually either the ass or just, you and know, Sometimes you just look line. for their balls. Dude, it's like a purse. <laughs> Woman's purse bag. It's, it's like, like a really big purse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... If, if there's a sheep down next weekend... No. Not if. There will be. When there's a sheep down <laughs> next weekend, I'm going to hold balls. And I'm taking the photo. Please. <laughs> yes. Because I will I will handle those balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... I just tell people, you know, look for objects that don't belong. Like mm-hmm. horizontal straight line, legs, you know. And it's different for every species, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's just worked for me... And helped That's what's me. helped you. That's helped me. And yeah. I just look, I don't, I have a certain pattern when I glass and just take the time. I don't move real fast. I kind do of you just, grid? Like I do. I will up, start. down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, I'll go section and then just go or either right to left. Pan. I'll go pan and then down. Yeah. And just work a whole sit and I'll move real, I'll just stop and not move and just look with my eyes. Move them with my eyes, not the glass. And look at the entire reticle. Yep, the whole yeah. reticle. Yeah. And then if I don't see anything, then I'll go back. Well, and like you're, I mean, as of today, on the side, on sitting next to you, watching you pick up tips of antlers at 3,000 yards, you know. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> After we lost, we couldn't see the bulls, what happened to them, and then yeah. it was just... There's two Little white tines yeah. <laughs> sticking out of some bushes. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that's pretty much how my 2018 season went. Mm-hmm. And then here we are now. Well, hold on. We're going back. Something happened between seasons. It did. It's a big thing. Big thing for it's me. It's a life-changing event. Life-changing event. Yeah. I got married in April. Yeah. And... It was awesome. It was incredible. How was the wedding? Awesome. Incredible. And, and Jake was there. Jeff was there. It was, everybody was everybody there. I was there. I was at the damn dinner. You were at the dinner with, for the auction. With Kay. Yeah. And you guys were out having party time. We were. Yeah. But it was incredible. I will never forget it for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. And I bet you know, realize she has been through this six and a half years six years of me guiding and being gone she's been in all of it all every the year, whole time the whole time what been, a champion oh yeah i give so much credit to her for you know she's putting up credit through, yeah for putting up with your me, style of life yeah and accepting it mm-hmm. and it's incredible sounds like a wonderful woman i met her at sheep show i think or was it yeah, SEI? sei show at yeah. sei this year only for 10 seconds or whatever. Yeah. 
But that's incredible. Yeah, she's been there. She's your rock. Yeah. One hundred percent. By my side. Yeah. You know. I hope to find a woman like that one day. That's amazing. You will. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's she's been through it. And, and how was the wedding planning? Were you the wedding planner? Was she the wedding planner? She was the wedding planner. She was the wedding planner. She would run it by me. Uh-huh. And then I'd give what I think was the best, and then she would decide if that was good enough, or she picked hers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went. So she'd I was ask for your advice, my and advice, then do what she, she wanted. And then see what my answer was. Yeah. And then she like, if she liked it, she'd take it, and but, if she didn't, she'd keep yeah. doing what she was doing. But yeah, I helped. Good on her, though. Yeah, I'm glad you know? she she planned it perfect. It turned yeah. out incredible. Beautiful. And yeah. So we did that, went on our honeymoon. Where'd you go on the honeymoon to? The Bahamas. How was that? It was cool. Beautiful. I've never been there before. Never been there. And it was awesome. Really? Her big thing was going and swimming with the pigs. It was her big thing. She with the pigs? Swimming with the pigs. You can like swim with pigs in yeah. the Bahamas? Yeah. Like domestic like pigs? Yeah, they're like, yeah. Like the whole, like that big, huge thing that I, I don't know do. anything like about it. There's they, a big uh, thing there's down like a, there. There's like a big pig. tourist thing that there's like an island that has these pigs that are like, I wouldn't say half wild. Feral, half. half yeah. yeah, but they're fr- kind of friendly. But, yeah. and, but, and you just take a boat over to the island and the pigs are on the island. And you just, you just go sw- hang out with the pigs. hang out with pigs on the beach and they swim in the water. And they don't water. bore you or mess you up or anything. No. Oh, wow. I don't know what the deal is, but. They look like domestic pigs. Oh, they look obviously. like pink pigs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and they're like spot they're spotted yeah. or you know. So she wanted to do that, we did that and we had a great time. Came home and it was back to reality. Yeah. And then three months out till season. Yep. And here we are. <laughs> and we're here. We're it's two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. It's finally here. Two You're days. You're here. I'm here. You're here. We've yeah. been talking about this. We've been like, talking about this for a year and a half. We have. Now. Yeah. Of you coming out, and I was like, when are you coming? Yeah. When are we going to meet up? When are we going to do something? Because we met, the first time we met was the same day I met your wife for the yeah. first time, which was at SCI. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Insane. And here we are. Here we and are. And we got Elk Hunt. Yeah. That we're on right now. Yeah. We're... Hopefully we- roll out of this straight into the white. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are. We but are. <laughs> hopefully sooner than... Later. Then closer to opener. Yeah. So, got, you going to be there for all of them? Yeah. I think, I think it's, as of today, that was the decision I will be at each. That's going to be incredible. I can't wait for that. I've never, myself, I've never been in the whites. I've I've never been in the whites. I've never been on a sheep hunt. First sheep hunt. I'm like, I'm, yeah. Right? Yes. That's where I'm at. (laughs) And like that's that's been my dream. I mean, you you know, just from watching me post my bullshit. But oh. you know, like for three years now, has been my ultimate goal to get into sheep hunting and get on sheep hunts and start actually, you know, and then planning my own sheep hunt, which I think will probably end up being a doll sheep for my first hunt. Yeah. Hopefully, twenty twenty two, but. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I'm jacked. I'm stoked. And so not only it'll be my first hunt, it'll be Jake's 100th ram, the second ram dude, of the season. Heck that's, yeah. That's heavy. That is very 100 heavy. rams. That's I can't incredible. Even, yeah. Yeah. That's mind-blowing right now. I came in, like comprehend that how many rams have you been a part of i have been on a lot i'm sure plenty of sheep hunts i've been probably 10 or 12 Uh sheep hunts not counting that's just two less so times that by 10 yeah so (laughs) that's a lot that's a lot of sheep dude (laughs) oh man it's a lot of dead sheep we got a lot this year to do too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it's. I just can't to get up, wait to get in those 
the whites see those mountain so for you and and yeah that's a good question so for you going into the whites like and going into the amazing beauty that it's going to be i mean just total majesty what is your spiritual connection with nature when you're in it because half of what you half of the life that you choose i mean yeah you love it and yeah it's a lot of fun but how much of that is also the vastness that you get to experience in nature and i'm sure it has to get into a spiritual level for you within your soul like what's that like it's um it's pretty wild i've i just if there's something that when i'm out there mm-hmm. to me like guiding that i'm just in a place that i want to be in like i could be like i'm driving to a hunt kind of like my happy place like this is where i want to be Mm -hmm. and be out there with my buddies you jake and all these guys yeah we all meet up for hunts every year and it's just it's incredible to me it's fun and i just love it like it's just i can't even put it into words like i'm trying to put in words but it's hard to find the words to describe you know, like for me, and and, I, and I've talked about this before, we're just sitting down and watching the sunrise. Yeah. Like this morning, sitting oh, and watching the sunrise. Even though it was like, it wasn't crazy colors or, mm-hmm. you know. It was just normal sunrise. It's just normal sunrise, but still sitting there and that sun just eking up mm-hmm. over the hill and watching the whole valley come to life. Oh, before your eyes. Yeah. And... Just wait until we get in the mountains and we have that, like... I hope we have lightning storms. So, you're, so I, I work on the podcast. I work with a company called Deadeye Outfitters. They're okay. a hat, t-shirts, apparel company, socks. I love their socks. I love their socks. I love their socks. I love their socks. <laughs> so, we do a, a sponsored section of the podcast always, which is the Deadeye Outfitters mm-hmm. minute, question, whatever it is. So... Usually it's something silly and retarded and, you know, half joking. For you, when we go into the whites, what is your idea? Are you in for all three tags? Are you coming out at some point? I'm planning on to stay in the mountain for all three. Okay. All three hunts. So what is your ideal weather conditions throughout the entirety of the hunt? What weather do you want to see from the mountaintop while we're up there? From the mountaintop, I want to witness a couple thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Maybe not for long periods of time. I want to see some lightning. <laughs> yeah, I want to <laughs> but see just some be lightning. In it. Like yeah. I just want to see what it, the hike, like twelve thousand feet. Yeah, thunderstorm. What lightning streaks look like when you're at twelve thousand feet. feet, looking into the valley. Yeah, yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I completely, <laughs> completely relate. Agree. Like, I want to see it, like, if it happens every hunt, boom, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to see it. Yeah. And that's just what, you know, I want to see. Yeah. Something that... Jake's been telling me about it, the whole, like, dude, there could be light. He's like, <laughs> the only thing I'm afraid of is the lightning up there. And I'm yeah. like, yes! No, I want to see it. it. Right? But, so... But yeah, that's, I'm excited and I don't know what the difference is going to be between hunting the whites and hunting, you know, a remote flying in Alaska or Northwest territories or, you know, where you get dropped out, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know what the difference is cause I haven't done any of it, but I, I'm really looking forward to and it and it goes back to the film that Kuyu released with Jason mm-hmm. um, this last year about the first three days and in the first three days you'll know you're either gonna love it or you're gonna fucking hate it and I don't yes. know if if that happens if that can happen in the whites I'm sure that it possibly can um, I don't know and I don't know if that's more for the Northwest Territories or for an Alaskan hunt or you know somewhere else but. I am 
really excited to experience my first sheep hunt, my first three days of a sheep hunt. I want to know what emotions, am I going to go through the emotions or am I just going to be rolling and just going with it? And, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that aspect of it and seeing how it unfolds. I know I'd, and I'm going to be there right by your side, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be there to watch it. It's like multiple high fives on it this is. one. <laughs> it is. There's probably multiple high fives on the hill, too. Yeah, for sure. In the mountains. but Yeah. I mean, packing in with horses is gonna, and, and donkeys. Donkeys. Packing with horses and donkeys. Mules. 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 Mules, not donkeys. That's going to be pretty helpful. But I also know that. My pack right now, even though we're packing in with animals, my pack's still 30 plus pounds, you know? So it's not like having animals helps the pack in no. that much because there's still plenty of other gear that has to make I didn't even camp. I didn't even plan for the pack in on horses. I, I packed in to walk in. Yeah. Well, was, we'll be walking. We'll be sure. walking. Yeah. And that's what I plan for. I just, I don't guarantee that I'm going to be using a horse. I just guarantee that I'm going to be walking. Yeah. Into the mountains. Right. So. Do you bring yeah. trekking poles? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. I did too. <laughs> I did. It's like a three hour hike to camp, I think. Yeah. Something not bad. Like that. That's not too bad. No. But. How do you feel? Uh, is this the highest you've ever stayed at? It will be. It will be. How do you feel about elevation sickness? Um, I think is that I'm, even a thought? It was before when Jake told me, you know, I just kind of jumped on taking stuff and kind of getting prepared. Making sure it. it'll be all right. Make sure I'm not the guy in camp that's... The one that gets you. Yeah. Bit. It's like the guy on the fishing charter that gets seasick. Sick, yeah. I don't want to be fuck, that guy. Dude, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> I got a job to do. And you I, should all put down $5 in a pot. We should. You know, and see who goes first, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But. It's going to be a good camp, man. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. For sure. So, do you have any concluding thoughts before we wrap this up? Or For what? About our Just anything. Anything. Just about life, about hunting, about you, about anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for what. Mike brought into my life and showed me his lifestyle. And then I hooked onto it like, and I'm sure never when you were growing up, did you think it would grow into where it is today? No, I wasn't even before I met Mike, not even into hunting. Like I didn't even think about it or nothing. He just shot or showed me how to shoot a bow, traditional bow. Are you still shooting traditional or did you get training wheels? I got, I shoot both now. Oh, okay. I shoot my trad and then I shoot the wheels too. Yeah. What so, kind of wheels are you shooting? Uh, wait. Nice. Spider. Nice. Nice. So, so yeah, I go off and on on those and he calls me, uh, you know, a couple words cause uh, he found out I got uh, some training wheels and. I bet you they're <laughs> really fun words too. Yeah. Mike, I gotta say, and anybody who listens to the podcast is heard the podcast I did with him. Mike is one of the most fun people I've ever oh, hung out with in my life. He is. I love a fucking death. riot. And he is so funny. Yeah. Nonstop. Holding court. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Literally holding yeah. court. Yeah. Like we were with him last weekend in in uh Huntington Beach or Long Beach, mm-hmm. Newport Beach, one of the fucking beaches down there. And talked with him for like three or four hours about everything under the sun and it's just so he can go on forever about everything yeah so i gotta give it to him for taking the time taking you under his wing yes passing it along to you oh yeah. yeah and showing me everything he knows and i still look forward to hunting him with him today like yeah. we hunt all the time and so right on yeah that's awesome, man. So how can people look you up? Um, they can Instagram me, Andrew Brilski or AB Brilski 11 mm-hmm. on Instagram, Facebook. And that's how you can look me up. Right and 
worked for Kiko Worldwide Outfitters and Wildlife West. And Wildlife West is Catalina. Yeah, Catalina. And Kika does sheep hunts and sheep, tule elk, elk hunts and deer special hunts. Special tags. And special opportunity tags, once-in-a-lifetime tags. Yep. Yeah. So. Right on, man. Yeah. Thank well, you for having me, man. Yeah. If we've been planning. We've talked been about, about it this. And, and fucking trying to get it done forever. And now we're here. I cornered you in a hotel room. You we did. shared a bed together last night. We did. And, you know. <laughs> And now we're doing a podcast. And now we're doing a podcast. I don't know if we should play swords later. I know. What What should we do? I don't know. (laughs) We need to find something. Right, right. Right on, man. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, have a good... Everybody have a good day. Yeah, man. It is. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.